It's the toughest, most important job in the world. Four kids. If you want to know what it's like to have a fourth, just imagine you're drowning. And then someone hands you a baby. This is The Mom Show. It's where moms come to learn and share. Our host is Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome on into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm talking today with Emily Bell McCormick. She works for a uh, advocacy group called the Policy Project. Hi, Emily. How are you? So good. Thank good. you for joining me today to discuss uh, these topics. Uh, first of all, I want an update from you because last we talked, you were working on the tampon tax, so getting the tax in Utah on menstrual products exempt. And you have some good news. Oh, I have the best news as of, let's see, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago about, um, it passed. So the tampon tax exemption passed in the state of Utah. What that means for every woman, girl, person who menstruates in the state is that no longer will anyone pay sales tax on tampons, pads, menstrual cups, anything, because it's now recognized as a need instead of a want. Right. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Now there is a referendum out there circulating around that people are signing to try to get uh, the tax reform uh, on the ballot so people can vote on doing away with it, essentially. Right. What happens if that happens to the tampon tax? Right. So that is tricky. That was one thing about the tampon tax exemption was that it was tied into this bigger tax reform bill. Right. It was simply a line item, and that bill was massive. Right. And so it wasn't a line item, but that is how we got this push through. Um, yeah, if it if they rescind the, um, uh, the tax reform, then this will also be rescinded, in which case we'll have to reintroduce legislation for the tampon tax, which we would try to do, hopefully, right, right. you know, as soon as we could, because it is tied to the tax reform bill. Right, right. One of the so, greatest pieces, of course, I feel that way about that tax right, reform bill. Right, right. It's awesome. But it's hard if that's a really important issue to you, but you don't support the tax reform bill as a whole, then... Yeah, it's a tricky, it is, and we found a lot of people in that position. I mean, I think that a, there's a lot of hesitation about the food tax right. that came back on. I think that is the thing that most people are concerned about because also a necessity, not a not a um, want, right? right? Food is also a necessity and right. not just a desire. Right. And so there, there were a lot of mixed emotions about this. My personal feeling is no tax reform is going to be perfect. That is just the nature of huge overhauls like this. Yeah. They're going to be things, and that, and that we need to continue to legislate around it and um, create good laws and policies around those bigger um, bigger reforms. Um, that said, yeah, the food tax, I, I would have loved to see that not go away. Right. And so if this, if it does get pulled back, then we'll have to redo this and we will. We'll redo it. You'll do it at that point. Yep, we'll do it at that point. Okay. Thank you for the update, yeah. Emily. Now let's switch gears a little bit back to motherhood, back yeah. to uh, our mothering styles. <laughs> yes. This is what I want to kind of talk about today. I am a firm believer that there is no one right way to parent and especially mother, because I'm just going to talk specifically to mothers. This is the mom show. So just let me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will give you that allowance today, Lindsay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but we get it so much, you know, from outside forces of like, this is what a good mother looks like. Right. Like, and I don't know why dads don't seem to get that as much. It just sort of feels like women get bombarded with 
feed your kid organic, only cut coconut oh, oil. Do not ever give them this product. Yeah. Don't feed them French fries. Are you kidding me? Yeah. No screen time before they're no two. No screen time. Then this kind of screen time after they're two. Exactly. And you're the devil if you do any <laughs> exactly. of these things. And I kind of see dads being like, I showed up today. Uh... Cool. <laughs> Right. So that aside, Mm -hmm. what I want to talk today about is different different mothering styles. Mm -hmm. And um, I I saw this play out specifically with, you know, the pop star Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. So she talked recently in an interview. It wasn't that recent, but she's talked in an interview before about how her mother was super hard on her. Like, Pick it up by your bootstraps. Come on. Let's right. go. Like, you're fine. Get up. Let's go. And as a child, she kind of resented that a little bit. But now in the position that she's in as a public figure, one who gets criticism all, all the time, the time. Sure. for whatever, from her singing to her weight, yeah. right, just gets ample criticism. She now said in this interview that that her mother's, you know, this style of parenting from her mother is the only way she could survive facing this criticism. So interesting. Right? And isn't yeah. that the perfect example of how you might feel like you're doing it wrong along yeah. the way, right? Oh, but then your child yes. grows up and to fill their potential, if you will. Yeah. And now the lessons that you taught them just by what you may have felt like was a perceived failure at the time. Absolutely. But now is serving your child really well. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And who knows who knows if Kelly Clarkson chose that career path inadvertently because right. that was how she was raised. Like, you can do hard things. Even, right. You know, I don't just... That may have driven her to what she ended up doing. Yeah. I love this topic. I could talk about it for four hours right. or more right. because I feel like I fell into that trap. I am the perfect example of following, falling into that trap of there is one way to do this. And it feels a little unfamiliar to me and a little uncomfortable to yes. me. You know, I grew up in a home where my mom had a chronic illness and was bedridden, mm-hmm. right? For 10 years of my life, from when I was 9 to 19, she passed away after that. Very sad. We're doing fine. But um, but during that time, I didn't have kind of the standard mother figure. I didn't see that, right? Sure. She, she lost her ability to parent in the ways in which I would define parenting, right? Like, sure. Like the things that we said before, controlling Food, television, activities, um, social calendars, um, academic calendars. These things were gone to her, right? Because right. she, she kind of lost that functionality. She was truly so sick. She only was in bed. Right. So that said, I became a mother and really, really found myself. I felt like I was, the only way I can describe it, on a treadmill that was on the highest incline. And I am going the fastest it can go. And somebody is squirting dish soap on it. And I'm like, boom, boom, right. hitting my head, hitting my head, hitting my head. You know, like it's a just, great visual. Yeah, I, this is so sad. Right. I, I, like I, just trying to keep up with all the parenting yes. to do's. And yep. I didn't know how to. And frankly, I didn't see it modeled. You yeah. know, I had a, a lovely mother and a lovely father, but they weren't right, right there all of the time. And so um, like we see so many people able to do now, or at least in the world in which I live and, you know, the neighborhood in which I live and the yeah. culture in which I live, I see a lot of very involved parents, which right. is awesome. Right. But I felt continuously so, so far behind. Right. And I found myself kind of facing these challenges like, gosh, I really feel this pull to work. And yet in in the world in which I grew up, although my mom 
didn't mother in a typical way. The women around me mostly did. Right. You know, they yep. mothered in this way that I saw, like, they were mostly stay-at-home moms, which is a lovely thing. Yep. They, you know, signed their kids up for the right things at the right times. Yep. Their kids wore the right dress to the right dance. And, you know, right. all these things happened. Um, And so I really found myself struggling with that. And it has taken me years. You know, my my oldest is 14 now. And so he's really the guinea pig with this. And... um. Despite how hard I tried to make myself be a different kind of mother, be the mother that I thought everybody else was, and come to find out they were all themselves too. I just had put them in a bucket, inappropriately put them in the same bucket, right? They're all individuals doing their things their own way. It took me years to kind of just be comfortable with saying, this is how I mother, and it may not be um, what I thought was traditional motherhood or what I even thought was defined as good motherhood or perfect motherhood or whatever it is. Yeah. But this is how I mother. And these are the things that I, I'm positive. I'm not doing it all right. And I can prove it by the fact that my kids all had Captain Crunch and a cookie for breakfast. (laughs) So, so that is how it goes down in my house. But they're involved in other things, yeah, right? Yeah. They're involved in some of the other work that I do. I try to involve them every single crossroads I can in the things that I'm doing. I love that. Emily Bell McCormick, uh, she's with The Policy Project. You can go look them up if you want to get involved in some advocacy work, especially with women's issues on Capitol Hill. Let's take a break. I want to dive more into what things you let go of when you talk about the mom you thought you were supposed to be. Perfect. When we come back on The Mom Show. Back inside The Mom Show. Dads are welcome, but moms come here to be heard. We're with Lindsay Ertz on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Mom Show today. Thank you for joining us. I'm joined today by Emily Bell McCormick. She works with the Policy Project. They're an advocacy group, uh, specifically with women's issues. Uh, they legis- uh, help legislation get through up on Capitol Hill. Emily, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Lindsay. Okay, we've been talking about having different mothering styles, and right. we, we kind of laid out how. Uh, there's no one right way to mother. But then when it comes to like really applying that in your everyday motherhood and your day-to-day life, yeah. it's hard to not let some of that guilt creep in, right? Brutal. Of the way you think you're supposed to be doing it. And I will say that I did not find joy in motherhood until I let go of being the mother that I thought everyone else wanted me to be. Right. Or at least when I say everyone else, I just mean like society and my culture. Right. Exactly. And started being the mother that I actually am, which turns out is kind of lazy and a little <laughs> bit, but not lazy in like a, I'm berating myself way. It's just like I don't care about a lot of things that I thought I would care about sure. or think I'm supposed to care sure. about. Like, I think one of the big issues with motherhood is that we see that as one bucket. Whereas if you're choosing a career, my gosh, do you want to go into broadcast journalism? That's what you did. Right? You know? Or you could be you know, into using your hands and manufacturing or you could be a chef or you could be right. an attorney or what. you have all these options. But for for some reason, when we think of motherhood, even though you're still that same individual that may choose, you know, there are obviously billions of women in the world. We're going to do things differently. That's how it is. When we think of motherhood, we're like, there's this like tiny little circle and we've got to fit into it. Right. And I agree with you. I mean, I align completely with what you're saying. I yeah. was miserable for years. Yeah. Kind of like vacillating between like, gosh, this doesn't feel natural, but I'll try to force myself to do it. Yes. And then try to 
cut out these other things that feel really natural to me. Yeah. What and were some of those that? things for you? Like, what was the biggest thing you had to let go of to really start uh, enjoying, enjoying motherhood? Gosh, well, interestingly, I remember just freaking out when my son, when my oldest son was young when he could eat solid foods. Yeah. And um, I did not know what to feed him. I yeah. mean, it was one thing when you're feeding the baby jar, but once he got into like, oh, he can eat anything. Right. By nature, I really do not care if my kid has a Rice Krispie treat. Right. I don't care. Right. It right. means nothing to me. I'm right. going to have one too. Gosh, right. that looks good. I'll have some. <laughs> Sounds right? good like, that is the, That's where I'm at. I don't do organic. I'm never going to make my own food. I... I'm not a great chef, like letting go of this idea that food was like a huge part, which sounds so funny and so stupid, right? Right. But my goodness, we all eat at least three times a day. No. So it's really a big part of a day. Yeah. And we get so much pressure on eat healthy, eat organic, eat right. all the greens, right? Feed your kid a protein at every meal. Yes. And it's like, I am lucky if my kid gets fed. Totally. <laughs> totally. I want calories. Yes. I just want calories in your body. I remember the doctor saying to me, "You, it's okay. They don't need you drink whole milk anymore and i was like listen whole milk is like our protein shake that's like the healthiest thing they eat in a day so doctor you're not taking that away from this mama i am hanging on to whole milk as long as i possibly can so i feel like really like i had to be comfortable with you know my maybe friends but not all my friends but some friends are doing it this way maybe a sister is doing it this way maybe a mother did it this way whatever yeah i i don't do it this way because i don't frankly care yeah that does not resonate with me yeah i don't it makes me feel uncomfortable. I had another friend tell me, call me when her oldest was maybe nine or ten and say, I've never taken my kids to the library. I don't know how to do it. Right. And this is what I said. Then don't worry about it. You don't it. have to. You are doing plenty of other lovely things as a parent. Yes. Let go. You don't have to feed them organic and take them to the library and do all of these other things. So yes. letting go of those things. Yes. Here's another one I let go of. I don't play with my children. Very, right. very often, I should say. And that doesn't mean I don't love them. But for a long time, I would look at other mothers around me and like my mother-in-law and just like these people who (laughs) I looked at as great mothers. And I was just like, I am not this. And it is a lot of work for me to play. And I don't enjoy it. And I get anxious. And I'm just like. Totally. Yeah. I just, I I like start to panic. I'm like, what else are you doing? (laughs) And it took me a a long time to kind of come out of that okay of like. Okay, maybe there is a way that I can fulfill this need of play that I think my daughter might have from me. Right. And um, my sheer lack of interest in playing. Totally. (laughs) And that boiled down to little, like, really switching the mindset that the connection comes through little short moments of quickness as opposed to this, like, long, drawn-out hours and hours of playing Barbies. Right. Right. And so I look for those little moments of connection along the way, as opposed to being like, I have to sit down and play with her. Today. Yeah. Right. I think you're absolutely right. And so really, yeah, play for me is about connection. And so I find other moments to connect. Yeah. And that's exactly what that is. And recognizing that. The other thing I would say to that is recognizing the seasons of motherhood. Yeah. So y- when you're when you've got little kids, toddlers, you know, five, six, six and under, maybe, you know, before they go to school, you're really it. it it's one type of parenting. It's maybe you're consuming. good at that. Yeah. Maybe you're not. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. mean, I was not the best parent to toddlers. Yes. Or I didn't. I shouldn't even say the best parent. I parented them. I could have been better, of course, and it wasn't a natural fit. Let me tell you. Then you give me teenagers. Oh. 
I love driving love in the it? car and okay, having a I think that's conversation. How I'm gonna be. Yes. Whereas I have other friends who were adorable with toddlers. Right. So cute. I felt so much anxiety. Like I can never do this. I can't give in that way. Right. I don't understand it. I don't right. discipline that way. I don't. I just. It feels so unbelievably unnatural. Other than the love, because the love is there. Yeah. And pretty much everything else feels lacking right. to me right now. And then, um, with a teenager, I'm. Oh, tell me what's going on. Yes. Oh, like, this talk doesn't freak to me, me out. all day long. Oh, I can't Let's believe you Let's go to lunch. Let's yes. go to sushi. Like yes. all day, every yes. day. Yes. And yes. you can be a brat to me because guess what? I remember being a brat to my mom. Yes. And I will take it to whatever degree I need to take it. And I will take your phone away when I need to yes. or whatever. Yes. It feels more natural. So the nice thing about motherhood is one, it moves, right? Yes. Like it yes. changes it and moves. it's a hard thing about it too. It also will make us very sad. One day we'll be sitting on the show saying, isn't it so sad? The kids are gone. You know, that yeah, will yeah, come. Yeah. Yeah. Stop <laughs> telling me to enjoy every moment. Emily. I know. No doubt. Are you kidding me? You know that I hate when people say that to me so much. Here's the thing though. It's just seeing like one of the great things is you're going to, we're going to all have moments where it's like, ah, yeah. this is my moment. Oh, this is like, I feel so uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. And it's giving me anxiety or making me feel worried or whatever. But but you get those moments of comfort in motherhood too. And maybe it's reading a book to your kid. Maybe it's when they're a teenager, you know, going to lunch as a teenager. Maybe it's, there are a thousand different scenarios. Maybe it's taking your kid to work and letting them observe you. Maybe it's whatever it is. Um, But allowing those like different moments to come and go. I love it. Emily Bell McCormick. Uh, where can people find you if they want to work with The Policy Project? Oh, love your help. It's thepolicyproject.org. Love it. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Lindsay. Be the mother that you are, not the mother you think you're supposed to be. Amen. Mic drop. See you next <laughs> week on The Mom Show. <laughs>